Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Where we were joined by an old friend of the show, comedian, West Ham fan, and uh, multi-instrumentalist. Well I finally said. got it out. Uh, John Maloney. Yeah, um, it was good to have a chat with him. Um, right, Reverend Richard Coles. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Richard Coles joined us, a broadcaster. And a new writer. sport, you'll hear about that. Yeah, he's taken up a new sport, age nearly 60. And uh, we also had a nice story from the world of Subutio, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and a bit of an exclusive, apparently, we were given as well. So we had a chat. Come yeah, some ground. Schoolboy over uh, a certain a certain name. name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen out for that. Bit, uh, bit, yeah, bit juvenile. But what are you going to do? Uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes. Good how are you, Paul? Very well. Good. Good. Good, good. good afternoon, everybody. And uh, well, I know one person who's very pleased to see Roy Hodgson back in football. Who's that? Me. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Very, very happy. I the, can do it again. I thought it'd gone forever. The listeners uh, <laughs> did point that out. We should thank our listener actually today. He's, has not put a letter mm. in with it. He sent us uh, a bunch of Roy of the Rovers. <laughs> One of the Rovers uh, comics from back in the day. And score as well. And score, score, Scorcher. Yeah, and a couple of old football handbooks that you used to be able to pick up years ago. Now, Andy's been... So thank you for all of those. Very kind of you. We'll take those in. It's worth three and a half P it costs. There's no letter in it. Good yeah, value for three and a half P. But in one of... In, <laughs> Andy has found a, a footballer who used to play for Northampton. Yeah. And we were just imagine if he became really, really famous, if he was as big as Mbappe or yeah. Pele, and he was in every news bulletin. It's true. Uh, tell us what his name is. And it wouldn't be great if Roy Hudson signed him either. No. Frank Rankmore. <laughs> imagine, imagine, poor old Fletch, every bulletin. Well, let's get the latest on. We'd be in Clips of the Week every week, wouldn't it? It'd be a, be a staple It'd of be Clips a nightmare. of and, uh, Frank this... Rankmore. Don't, don't say, say it five times quickly, I dare you, but not in front of the kids. This, uh, what a name. This, Sorry, yeah, Frank, this, if you're listening. <laughs> this magazine's got the exact if you list. I don't suppose he is really. Well, it can be, yeah. But uh, this, uh, this letter also, Seamus Casey from Flixton in Manchester asked... Could you please tell me, Pete? Pete was the name that did the column. Oh, okay. Could you tell me, well, Pete? Well, I kind of guessed that, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't just doesn't call everybody Pete. <laughs> Can you tell me, Pete, if Norman Piper of Portsmouth has ever represented England at international level? Yeah. No, of course he hasn't. We'd have heard of him, wouldn't he, Norman Piper? <laughs> well, he could have done. He, um, he hasn't. That, this was in the, obviously the days pre-internet, so you just had to ask Pete. It's a bit like ask Jeeves, but it was just yeah, ask Pete. I suppose that's true. And you could ask but him you anything. you didn't say who it was, and some of these things look really treasured. Yeah, I'm very surprised. kind. Lovely, I mean, it's given us a good very, laugh. Very but. kind of him to send us that, and... Um, yeah, Frank. Mm. Frank oh, no, I'm going to stop it now because I'm just asking for <laughs> trouble. Really. It's bound to happen. <laughs> now, um, yes. one of the things to get you going on today mm. uh, is this. is Gareth Southgate's... 
Uh, he was uh, talking about, you know, how life changes and mm. what's been going on uh, after the big tournaments and people know him. He's, you know, he's, he's recognisable now to people outside of football as well as in football. Um, and he was talking about Sweet Caroline, etc., etc. And he said, I don't get asked to do karaoke, although I have mm. to say I was in a restaurant a couple of months ago. Then I saw a lady walking across and she said, I hope you don't mind, but there's a wedding party downstairs and we were wondering if you could come and sing Sweet Caroline. No. <laughs> And I said, look, that won't be happening tonight. Uh, I'm too busy scouting Norman Pice. So she wasn't very happy with me. So I'm too busy. I'm going to send him down to have a look at uh, Norman Piper. And and Frank, no, I'm not doing it. So um, the reason I bring this up is I'd say that is an unreasonable demand on the stars. And some people, as my old Nan would say, have got some... Neck, haven't they? I mean, yeah. who, who goes up to an England manager? He's having, he's probably having his dinner with his wife I and know. his family. They say, Oi, Gareth, got a wedding downstairs. <laughs> Could you come and sing Sweet I'm Caroline? Said, Oi, Gareth, I'm surprised they didn't go, Oi, Southgate. So if you've witnessed that, maybe mm. looking back, maybe you did do that. I mean, people come up and say, I mean, the selfie is one thing, or just I'm a big mm. fan of your work and having a brief chat, but saying, Oh, would you mind, uh, you know, walking 300 yards down the road and having a picture taken with my cousin because he can't leave? <laughs> the shop um yeah unreasonable demands on the stars in your yeah, eyes <clears throat> uh, do let us know talk oh dear me talksport.com forward slash h and j you can text to 81089 or tweet to tshnj that's t-s-h-a-n-d-j we look forward to hearing from you did you see the uh, picture in the uh, story in the sun i think it was the sun this morning yeah about a woman who put on too much um Fake, fake tan. tan. It went green. It went green, yeah. Yeah. But also there's a picture of Rafa Nadal. He's had a, been affected by the tans. They're quite similar, really. I don't know if he's, he's used what, green. What's happened to you? Is that, was that just an old filter on the, yeah. on the photo? I don't know. Very, what, very strange. Really strange. Yeah. Uh, I did like this question in uh, the mail. You get a lot of articles like this in January. Can you really get Liz Hurley's fab body by raking leaves? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can save you the bother of reading it. That's, no, you can't. That was from Viz, wasn't it? <laughs> no, ridiculous. And, you know, what if you're a 65-year-old man? <laughs> Say, what if you're Frank Rankmore? Do you want Liz Hurley's body? And what if you haven't got a garden? I don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate. There we are. Really, so uh, just uh, just some of the things that have been uh, troubling Andy today. Um, <laughs> There's a few more, but I'll bring them Oh, OK, later. fair enough. We look forward to that. Um, I was going to ask you a serious football question, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, one year in the job today for Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. Um, it's hard to believe. It feels like he's been there longer. He's done I just well. wonder about the job he's done. I think he's done a very good job. I mean, uh, I think the problems at Chelsea... You've had doubts at times along the way, Yeah, but I think... Well, I've had doubts since December. (laughs) Where have the the doubts come from? Well, the doubts have come from the the recruiting, I think, and the actual... It's not strictly his fault. No, not strictly his fault, and the loaning out of players we could have done with. Yeah. So, yeah, no, not ideal. But I think he's done a good job, and, you know, they're they're good to watch Chelsea. I think they would have challenged if they'd not got... If they'd had backup for Chilwell and James and not got, you know rid of Lamptey and Livramento and people like that I think it would have yeah. been better but I didn't know yeah. that Mason Mount story this morning I was reading was Andrew Dillon's piece in the sun about um, oh yeah, in that first, with, yeah first training session yeah he wasn't happy um, that he left him out he, against Wolves he had yeah. a chat with J- James and him and others he said yeah, I'm, yeah you're not playing tomorrow he said this is this needs experienced heads to get us through this because he came yeah. in and brought Alonso back in and Aspen yeah, yeah. and, and Rudiger straight away he soon, he he? soon got to use him they soon I know he did no yeah. apparently it was yeah. but, uh, that Mount, says a lot about 
mountain. He yeah. believes in himself. He yeah, he exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, took a walk into a club and not curry favour pe- with yeah. people and just make a big call like that. Probably s- setting out his stall early doors. I believe they call yeah, it in the I world think that's of fair football. Enough, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's done well. Yeah. yeah. But like I said the other day, you know, the idea that he thinks he'll be there for a few years. You think, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not. Who's Who's been the longest in the job under Abramovich? Was it, it probably Mourinho. Wasn't it? Mourinho, the yeah, Mourinho, first yeah. time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. And that was what, three years? Three years. And also in the second time. So, you know, five years in all, he, he lasted pretty long. Quite a long yeah, time. well, you, you know, you can't get much better than winning a Champions League when you've been there for six months. Mm. Uh, Frank Lampard had a part of that, of course, and uh, he's in the news today. You're hearing from the guys earlier on; they're talking about him for Everton. Evertonians seem keen. You see well, a bit of graffiti yeah, near Goodison saying, "We want Lampard. We don't want Vitor Pereira." It's not surprising. Vitor no. Pereira he might be a brilliant manager. He doesn't know the league. It might be like Tuchel, but it might not be. It might be yeah. difficult, and I, I'm not sure that's a good move, really. Personally, I'd give it Frank Rankmore at the end of the season. Me too. <laughs> Seems he unlikely. Mike Parry would give it to Wayne Rooney. He's very keen. He would, because so. uh, yeah, we must find that old clip of uh, Mike Parry talking about the, uh, the young Wayne Rooney saying he will explode <laughs> like a tomato in, in a, a microwave. microwave. Um, yeah, we'll have to you know, hunt that down. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksbandy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. We're asking about your unreasonable demands of the stars. And uh, this is coming from. I put, not, I put their name on this. Um, uh, he says, um, uh, every year, me and a few school friends go out for a Christmas drink. And before we do, we, we message the uh, entertainer, children's TV presenter, Dave Benson Phillips, to see if he fancies joining us. <laughs> Who is he? I don't know him. You know, Dave Benson, he's been on the telly. He's kids tell you wouldn't know him. He's know. not your target no. audience. But, uh, yeah, so they just check in, say, Dave, you know, here we are, well, the boys are going out again at Christmas. Fancy coming. 
quite randomly. Um, funnily enough... I mean, I recognise him now. We've yeah. never had a response. So, uh, unreasonable demands of the stars, talksport.com, text 1889, tweets to TSHNJ. We should say Norman Piper, I said. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone down a sort of Norman Piper, Frank Rankmore <laughs> rabbit hole. That's yeah. not easy to say. Well, Mike from Pompey remembers him and uh, said he did actually eventually play for the England under-23s. Don't care! Sorry, <laughs> Frank, if you're Still listening. Still with us, Norman, still with us. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah. That's good news, isn't it? And Frank. Yeah. Um, anyway, we move on. And um, John Maloney, been a regular guest on the show over the years, he returns to radio tonight. Um, mm. And uh, he's a big West Ham fan. And he joins us now. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Long time no speak. Yeah, too, well. long. Yeah, too long. Too long, John. Too long, absolutely. Yeah, especially, especially with West Ham going so well at the that's moment. That's probably why you haven't been on. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm just, yeah, just too, too busy gloating. Um, <laughs> Because normally at this time of the season, if you are a seasoned West Ham fan as I am, you're watching West Ham from behind the sofa. Yeah. So um, it's, it's quite a good feeling at the moment, I'm not going to lie. And uh, I mean, it'd be really great if Lingard could come back to us. That, that'd be fantastic. But it's not looking likely, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's, it's odd, isn't it? He did so well there. I mean, it, it looks like it could be Newcastle. Yeah. He quite fancies Newcastle. But um, well, he's going to be on a... Yeah, I mean, be... what he did, he kind of, you know, he gelled straight away. And also, I think he was, he had a, he had a, point to make as well at a point to prove that you know that I'm still a, that I am a great player and um so I think you know he was able to come to us and show that and uh, I was I was delighted when he was with us I'm not going to lie yeah yeah David Moyes done a brilliant job hasn't he and uh, the, the... I wasn't aware till um um who was on with Jim the other day I was talking about it I can't remember this phrase the uh, this phrase the messiah the moisiah uh, he is apparently <laughs> being called. Uh, but he has done a wonderful job for you hasn't he Russell Brand. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I do apologise. Russell Russell it's, also, it's also a better place to watch football now. I think the little things that they've done have made it better, you know, the surrounds and just the atmosphere yeah, I, compared to how I it fully was. agree. When, when, when we first went there, you know, it, was, it wasn't great. There was quite a lot of sort of like cattling and, and, and trying, you know, to try and get in and, the ground, in and out of the ground took so long. And, um, but things, are, things are, are a lot better, and that is reflected, uh, obviously, in the atmosphere itself when, you know, in, during the match and before the match. So, yeah. So somebody was uh, telling me who lives around near the Olympic Stadium that there was that kind of crossover period when people, you know, everybody has their uh, their match day routines that they had for years, decades at Upton Park, and you have to change those. You know, I know there are people that yeah. still go to the, the pubs around Upton Park and then make their way there afterwards, but they had to find <laughs> new watering holes and they were checking out. Mm. And there's some interesting little pubs around that area. Mm. And uh, they'd yeah. be like, and so you'd have this site. It's normally these pubs on a Saturday or Sunday you'd have uh, parents and kids. like little. They have this one that's got like a little sand pit out the back for the kids and the mums and dads go there. And suddenly they were surrounded by... Sort of skinheaded fifty-year-old <laughs> West Ham fans with sovereign rings on in shirts. It's different clientele. Yeah, using the sand bit. Yes, they probably were. <laughs> yeah. Probably were. Now, uh, reading about your new show, it's had very good previews, which is nice for you. And uh, that's, of course, reminds yeah. us that's why we decided to get you on. And it starts tonight, doesn't it? Ah. Yeah, it's um, it's series five, which I'm delighted. I was delighted to get series two. Never mind series five. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, it's just called the imaginatively, imaginatively titled the John Maloney Show. It's on, uh, it's on a, a rival radio station, Radio Four, uh, tonight at eleven fifteen. We don't get. Um, do we, got, just, we might get a bit of crossover. Once they start doing those football phone-ins, though, radio, we have got. Once Nick Robinson starts uh, giving out the phone number and saying outrageous things about uh, Kenny and Mbappe, it might be slightly different. But yeah. So sorry, John. Tell us about the show. 
No, yeah. So I mean, it's it's uh, it's just stuff about everyday life, really. Uh, today's they're kind of sort of the one one episode is a monologue every series, and then I have guest people coming in and like playing a consultant or playing somebody who's you know hosting a Facebook page, that kind of thing. So it's 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 very sort of um, with respect like ordinary stuff, but hopefully um, hopefully it's it's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, so hopefully you know people will enjoy. It. I've been very delightful over the years. It, it got um, the first series got got pick of the year, comedy pick of the year, uh, which was delightful, and um, I think that probably helped to, to, for me to get some more of them. Um, and hopefully, I'm still right into the same standard that I was. I've enjoyed writing it. It's been it's been great fun. I went up to Scotland to record it. Nice. And is that what six thirty is it tonight? Or oh no, it's it's, it's later. It's, oh. it's 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 eleven fifteen. Okay. Um, not not because it's got particular adult content or anything like that. <laughs> it, has, it has slightly, but nothing nothing that would frighten the horses. <laughs> Did you record it at the stand? I'm reading was that right? Yeah, the stand comedy club in Glasgow, and uh, one of my guests was uh, uh, Fred McCauley, the fantastic comic who oh, played yeah, the doctor yeah, yeah, in one sure. of the episodes. Because um, uh, I wrote one episode about a uh, procedure I had to have uh, a couple of months ago, right. so Fred played the doctor in that, um, <laughs> which was delightful. Because he was actually the voice of of the uh, bowel cancer movement of the bowel cancer charities in Scotland, mm. and so it was it was a case of um, life life imitating art. Oh wow! Because um, because he he uh, he was uh, he played the doctor in the show. Um, that one's that's the final. I think that'll be the final episode that goes out. You know, just that one's mainly about men's health and how how naughty we are about not looking after our health as as much as we should. Um, because I, I was. Uh, when you when you turn 55 as i have you, you get sent various tests to do mm, at home yeah. and uh, i read that 40 percent of men just chuck them in the bin really and I, I i personally think that's disgraceful they're free do them they True. could they could potentially save your life and so one of the episodes is about that and it's not it's not so serious serious but it, it makes a point at the end of come on guys look after yourselves that's quite a shocking stat, that is forty percent. Yeah, wow, for, you know, yeah. So, yeah oh, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm well, I'm yeah. straight in the bin, and I, just, you know. They're uh, going into too much detail. It's a lot easier time. than it used to it's, be. It's Im- apparently they say it's improved. I can tell the you, test. it has yeah, improved. Don't tell us too much, Andy. <laughs> Uh, uh, I always thought that was the time. worst job in Britain, opening the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> quite possibly. Now, I never quite know what to believe on um, on Wikipedia, John. But according to yours. Um, you were uh, you won a prize for a, your accordion playing when you were fourteen. Is that true? <laughs> it is actually true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I used to be. Uh, 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 Oscar Wilde once said, "The definition of a gentleman is somebody who can play the accordion but chooses not to." <laughs> uh, and he's actually right. It's the, possibly the most antisocial instrument. Um, yeah, I did. I, was, I come from an, an Irish family, so I used to play folk music when I was young. Mm. Uh, and actually, one of the episodes of, of this of this new series is, is a little bit um, autobiographical about being in a folk band when I was young with my family. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a accordion player, oh. and well, I still am if I play it, I suppose. Do you, do you play? Do you play? I mean, you, you play guitar on stage. You've been doing that for years as part of the act. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, do you, I do you get the accordion a... out at all ever? Comedy well, accordion. When I was young, mm-hmm. my first act on the on the uh, comedy circuit, I was called the Angry Young Accordionist. <laughs> um, I know it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, I was rubbish, but the actual the actual name was great. Um, but then, you know, in the days in the late eighties, where you just had to go on stage and sort of you go, Margaret Thatcher's rubbish, and then you knew that you'd get another gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, was, and then I play a bit of accordion. And then it goes, she's still rubbish. Then you definitely get another gig. <laughs> what are the great accordion songs? I'm trying to think. Where does in what songs does the accordion 
uh, stop. Where uh, do you go to, my lovely? I would oh, imagine. Yeah. Well, you sort that, of oh, see, oh, it's got lovely. a French yeah. sound, hasn't it? Yeah, so, you yeah. can. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm, uh, quite yeah, a few polkas. Yeah, I'm just trying to think uh, of Donald's Where's Your Trousers? Oh, yeah, Donald, where's your trousers, of course, if you're going to go, yeah, yeah if you're going to route one with it. But that, yeah, it's, I'm just trying to think where the, the accordion rarely gets, you know, you think Baker Street is the, the, the sax solo, isn't mm. it? A certain instrument you think of, uh, and then yeah, you think of the, uh, the, 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 the trademark song for that instrument. For, for any um, any jam obscurists, uh, Liza Radley, the B-side to start. Oh, oh right, an accordion yeah. on it, played by Bruce Foxton. Oh, mm. OK. There you go. There you go. That's, that's good, yeah. no, that's good like, knowledge. Like whistle test. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike and Mills from REM plays the accordion. Yeah, yeah, yeah you see? See, this, you know, every day's a school day, isn't it? We're learning stuff all <laughs> yeah. the time. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so, uh, John, lovely to talk to you, um, and hopefully you can come, Pleasure, and, see us, come and see us in the flesh uh, uh, soon. That would be lovely to see you, and good luck with the, the new series. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you for having me on the show. And it's a fantastic show. And it's lovely to speak to you again. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Comedy Nards, of course, number one. Mm. Um, back, what year was it? Uh, 1986. And... Uh, our next guest was a, a member of the Communards um, and is a, a broadcaster, a writer, journalist uh, and uh, vicar, uh, mm. the Reverend uh, Richard Coles. And we're going to talk boxing now because perusing Twitter the other day, I see he's taken it up just shy of his 60th birthday. He's entered the fight game. Uh, good afternoon, Richard. Hello, how are you? Good, thank Good you. I'm just, I was sorry, and I was just intrigued. I mean, it sounds like you, it looks as if you enjoyed it from the pictures, but I suppose the first question is, is why now? Well, why not? That's supposed <laughs> to be my question. Good I'm answer. not someone you perhaps won't be surprised to hear who was a very distinguished athlete in my youth, not my thing at all. Um, and so I was about to hit 60, and I thought, well, if I don't start uh, embracing the noble art now, I never will. And um, it was partly also in response to bereavement, because I've suffered a bereavement a couple of years ago. Mm. And one of the ways someone suggested that you could haul yourself out of that hole is through um, physical activity. And I thought, well, why not boxing then? So there's a, a fantastic boxing coach called Richard Phillips near me. Mm. And so I went to see him and uh, I had my first very exhilarating session in the ring. I have to say the bit I like most of all about it was punching. I haven't got around to being punched yet. I don't <laughs> like quite so much. <laughs> I, I did a similar thing. I took up boxing uh, late and it was interesting to hear you describe it as the noble art because that's the thing that struck me of what a noble thing it is, boxing, how difficult it is and how, you know, how brave these guys are because yeah. I, I did do sparring and I did get hit and it, and it's quite painful. It hurts, does it? It hurts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was doing okay, and I was whacking away at the pad that Richard was holding up. And then he got his daughter, who's 18, who's actually a world champion kickboxing um, uh, uh, athlete. And then she showed me how they did it if you're doing it properly. And it was mine was like a sort of pop gun, and hers was like a howitzer. And I thought, well, I've got a way to go here. <laughs> but but I really enjoyed it. It's interesting what you say, because I, I also, I mean, I love watching boxing. And a good friend of mine was a boxer and is now a boxing coach. Another friend of mine is a boxing regulator. And so I kind of got into it as a spectator. But one of the things I do like about it is that it is about virtue, I think. It's about how to be good, how to be honest, how to stand up in a world which is sometimes hostile. And there's something in that that's really powerful, I think. 
Um, you had a, uh, Andy had a similar issue to you, Richard, that uh, he um, he has to wear his glasses um, yes. when <laughs> when sparring, which it's is true, which right? is not ideal, really, is it? Well, um, there are. It's perhaps not something you would expect to see in a professional bout. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but as I say, until you start getting hit, which I'm way off yet. I think the gla- as I said to Richard, my coach, I said, "Listen, Richard, I have to wear the glasses because otherwise I might unintentionally land a deadly punch." <laughs> and he accepted that with good grace. This is what happened to me. I, I had, and this went on for about two years with this guy, and I loved doing it, and it was great. And then one day, I I'd obviously got better, and I I caught him with a re- I drew blood. <laughs> and he couldn't help himself because he was a tra- trained fighter. He just he just started bashing me up. <laughs> I gave it up after that. He came back at you. He came well, back at you. Yeah. Wow. Faint hearts never won the day. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, the thing I realised doing it, and I suppose it's just because of you know who I am. I've never actually hit anyone in my life. <laughs> so uh, not even at school. I was always the nerdy, swatty one who kind of nobody. You know, nobody wanted to punch. Well, I'm sure people wanted to punch me, but they thought it unwise. Mm. Um, so that's a whole interesting new thing for me. And I did really, I really enjoyed that. I really, and I think sometimes you want to, you're in a corner and you want to fight your way out and to try to find some energy and some kind of appetite for that. That's really great. Mm. Um, and I mean, it's good on a lot of levels, as you say, certainly from a fitness point of view. I remember you telling me just how, yeah, I mean, it's, it does thin. keep you incredibly fit. It's really, really hard. And it's it, look, it's learning a new skill. I don't know how transferable yeah. it is, but it, it is a new skill, isn't it? Absolutely. And, uh, uh, and also it involves all of you. I'm sort of used to dealing with kind of mental problems, if you see what I mean, but physical problems have never been a bit of an issue for me. But in boxing, you've got the whole thing. You've got to stand in the right way. You've got to move in the right way. You've got to know not only what you're doing, but what you're going to be doing next and also what the other person is going to be doing next. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this idea of boxers as being kind of meat-headed violence merchants, I think is, is a sort of gross caricature, really. And the people I know in the sport are anything but that. And I've sort of become kind of fascinated by it. If you, if you do end up getting fights, then it's going, fights. To, it's going to be good on the posters, isn't it, of course? Uh, the, the fighting reverend. I mean, there'll be an, there'll be an angle for the promoter. Oh, yeah. Well, I've already named my fists Rock and Hard Place. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going, to, you're going to keep it up? You're going back again? I'm going to go back again, yeah. And, uh, I mean, seriously, I, I think it's... it's um, uh, also, it's just a way of keeping super fit while enjoying yourself. Most mm. ways of keeping fit, are, I find not very enjoyable, but this I found hugely enjoyable. Yeah, that's true, actually. Fantastic. Well, look, we wish you well with it. Appreciate Thank you me. joining us, and uh, thanks very much. See you soon. Bye. There we are. Richard Coles there, mm. the broadcaster and uh, musician and journalist. Mm, he always seems such a lovely man. Yeah, he certainly mm. does. And um, that's great, isn't it? What a good thing to do at, uh, yeah. at that age. And just yeah, I, might, sort of, I might start again. You're going to get back into it, are you? you keep in touch with your coach? <laughs> yeah, he does. I think he did move to New Zealand and he does occasionally get in touch with me on LinkedIn. Oh. So that's he quite went, a long you way obviously came in such a dig, he moved to the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he hit me, they could, yeah, yeah. they could, uh, you felt he, it in New he Zealand. He was a character, though. Yeah, I mean, you told me some that stories Bunbury about that game and he wanted, to, he wanted to punch the late Richard Attenborough. I don't know why. <laughs> no, he, just, he said to me, he was because we played cricket in Richmond and, and Dickie Attenborough had a, a house right opposite the green. Yeah. And he came along to where he knew David English, of course, from. Uh, Film Bridge Too Far. Bridge Too Far. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> and he said to me, he said, "Shall I hit him?" <laughs> I said, Why? Why would you say that for an 80, 90 year old man? I know. 
I don't know, he just thought it was a funny thing to say. I said, well, no, yeah, perhaps yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps not. I think I've been a bit more forcible than no, that. I think I did say, no, don't do that. It's like one of those sort of stupid things that people say, well, what would happen if I hit him? Well, you'd yeah. get arrested, mate, and you'd I go know. to jail. <laughs> well, I'm glad he didn't, Andy. I'm glad he didn't. Living, like, well, yeah, an absolute legend of the thing, film though, industry. But it did make me... The only thing is, I, I should have mentioned this to the Reverend Richard Coles, that you... It made me quite aggressive. It probably won't with him because he's not probably an aggressive person. Yeah, but it oh, did you make are. me. I was like constantly looking for a fight. I Were was, you? I was. <laughs> I, I was ready. I, I was always ready that. to go. Yeah, I, I, I did notice once. Mm. I, yeah, I did. Yeah. remember. I stopped you having a fight once. Well, that I? was before I, I did boxing. That's I, what made me take up. Boxing. I got between you and some bloke. Yeah. That would have been. He was like Tommy Hearns. He was all tall and lean. This fella, but <laughs> yeah. he didn't fancy it either. They no. just sort of stood in front of each other, squaring up. I'd have him now. So I got in. The, <laughs> 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 I got in the middle of them. It was quite funny. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, we'll be finding out about a uh, nice story, actually, how a kind of mm. lockdown distraction has turned into something a whole lot bigger for uh, a lover of Subutio. Um, also, yeah. Darren Lewis joins us, as we said, uh, of the Daily Mirror to look at some of the big transfer stories today, the domestic ones, all those South American ones we will cover with um, Tim Vickery a little bit later on. We're going to have a bumper chat with Tim because there's an awful lot of players including uh, Bruno Grimaresh, who's been linked to Newcastle, although Le- Leon are now categorically denying that the club has agreed mm. a fee with wow. Newcastle. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on uh, yeah, all of those so stories. And, and one player being linked with Arsenal is Arthur Mello, uh, yeah. the Brazilian midfielder. Arthur, yes. Yes, I've got a chant from Anna's song. In the start of Olive. Arthur! Yeah, <laughs> Arthur. Arthur! Yeah, you've got to do it, yeah. Just... And they call him Arthur Mello. Yeah, <laughs> both work, it? very zeitgeisty, yeah. <laughs> On the buses and Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Just, like what, just what the kids will be singing <laughs> at the Emirates. Oh, bring it all up to date, though. Spotify are looking for oh, a yeah. producer are they? for Harry and Meghan. And uh, I've applied. I'll get them playing the birthday spread. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I think Megan's gags get them, might be better get than them mine. doing on the buses impressions <laughs> and telling them about um, uh, Frank Rankmore. <laughs> Have you seen? He's definitely the name of the name day. of the day. Very definitely. much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've seen this thing. Wordle. It's become a you know huge thing. It's like a little word. I've game. not succumbed to it yet, but uh, yeah. our, our mutual pal Charlie Baker tells us every day how he's doing. Well, it's basically the new social media brag. Yes. I did it in three. I did it in two. I did it before it was even posted. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I thought you'd have that take on it, Andy. But I will give it a try and make sure I post fun. it from now. Yeah, but yeah, but you you, know. you're not telling anybody about it. You're just keeping it to yourself. Because well, right? it normally takes me at least six. That's <laughs> 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 not my sort of thing. Now, Andy, uh, a couple of these. We did ask earlier on mm. about um, asking too much sometimes of the stars. I've had a couple of good ones. It started through uh, Gareth Southgate, who apparently was eating in a restaurant and somebody came up and said, there's a wedding party uh, downstairs. Would you mind coming in and singing Sweet Caroline? And he said, no, not really. <laughs> I think you're pushing your luck. I don't with blame him. Um, this is another nice one. Uh, our wedding reception in Cardiff Bay 2009. Someone spotted Wales and Lions scrum off Mike Phillips having lunch in the bar downstairs. My Canadian wife dragged me over to ask him if we could have a couple of pictures. He said, is it OK if I finish my dinner first? <laughs> uh, he said, we kindly let him. And actually, we did get a nice pick of the groomsmen in a good. scrum compete with Mike feeding the ball in from... Uh, 
uh, Ian in power. So absolutely, look, if you don't ask, you don't get. Sometimes it can work, but I think sometimes we push our luck. Uh, Joe in Birmingham says, my dad grew up on the same uh, street as Ozzy Osbourne in Aston. Um, for his 50th birthday, uh, my mum emailed uh, Ozzy's management team to see if he could make an appearance. To our surprise, <laughs> she didn't hear back. I can only presume Ozzy didn't fancy flying over from LA to attend a party in the back room of our local social club. <laughs> so uh, if you possibly ask too much of the stars, do let us know uh, this afternoon. Uh, Talksport.com forward slash uh, uh, H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. And uh, Julian Lennon is selling Beatles memorabilia yeah. as NFTs. <clears throat> you know, oh, non-fungible tokens. Them. Yes, yes. So I was thinking, you know, if anybody wants to buy them, I could sell my fantasy football memorabilia. I've got like a Tom Webster <clears throat> T-shirt, I've got yeah. a Stato T-shirt. So I won't actually sell the thing; I'll just sell a picture. Why don't of you? It. You should give. You should offer some of that to the uh, to the National Football Museum. They got any anything from the show on? I have no the idea. Museum? I don't know if they'd want it, would they? They might do. I mean, a little prop. You know, they might I want the sofa. <laughs> yeah, it's probably all in a lockup somewhere. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't have access to that. A vault. Imagine you, no. you, have to, you have to go there. Have to, if the film you're going back there, and you're bringing back the memories. Talking of which, mm. tell me, uh, Angus Lockran Stato has a as a book St- out. Yeah, he has. He, yeah, I can't. Really, I think it's called The Luck of the Drawer. And yeah, uh, yeah it'd be nice to have a chat with him again. And get sight of the book. Yeah, we'll see. We'll try and uh, get Angus on to have a chat about that. I've always, fond memories of going into a, a, a bookmaker's uh, one day. He was obviously the scourge of the bookies at one oh, point was, and had some yeah. big wins. And I saw it was a young manager of this bookmaker's and he knew him. And we went in, it was up in sort of Park Lane. Park Lane they just yeah. opened a new shop. And Angus said, Oh, come in and uh, meet the manager. I'll show you around and all that. So we went in and, and it's all the blood drain out of this bloke's face. And he said, Oh, <laughs> hello, Angus. You, you fancy anything today? Not typical. And he said, No, I'm just showing some friends. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah he, he said, oh, that, That's good. I know. <laughs> but it was it wasn't a typical bookies really was it Park Lane? No, it wasn't. I think it was it was it was for the yeah the high rollers in that in that part of the world. So um, talking of which, we are going to be talking about uh, the oh, world yeah. of racing a little bit later on. Bruce Millington, the Racing Post, is going to join us. A bit of unrest in the weighing room, mm. um, and we'll tell you more about that a little bit later on. Yeah, so Tim Vickery will be joining us. Um, if you've got any questions for Tim. You can put them to us now. We'll make sure they're all ready for him at uh, just after three o'clock. Why, why do you keep taking photos of yourself wearing those shirts? Well, well that's the only—that's the one you want an answer for. But yeah. I think most people are worried about those South American players they're going to sign. Yeah. So if you've been linked to them, and I'm sure there'll be—I mm. don't know—Spurs fans, Villa fans, Newcastle fans, etc., Liverpool fans wanting to know more about players they've been linked with. So uh, get in touch, um, talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089, tweet to TSH&J. We'll line them up and we'll put them to him when he joins us live from Rio just after three. I was reading in the sun this morning that uh, a master craftsman has unveiled the world's first vegan violin. Yeah. Which is glued together with steamed fruit and veg. Yeah, nice. And, uh, you know, because obviously a violin does have gut and glue and you don't want it coming apart though halfway through your rack man enough do you <laughs> really, really? That the, the thing just disintegrates under your neck a little but, bit of sweat on it <laughs> is that dissolves is that going <laughs> to work obviously things in about four bits boiled berries pears and roots to come up with the glue and you know it's, but this is the quotes a bit odd he said I thought of all the vegans whose ethics stopped them playing the violin it must be awful I think how many vegans really want to play many, the violin and wouldn't play it because How of many it? vegans want to play the violin? <laughs> That's what he's saying. He's thinking about all the vegans who, whose ethics stop them playing the yeah. violin because of that. Do you think there'll be a lot of people? Oh, yeah. You reckon? Oh, there'll be loads of them. Really? Yeah. 
violins and veganism, they go hand I can't in see it. it myself. <laughs> okay, and give me a number. How many you are? <laughs> how many more? How many? How many people? Give us. Have a I guess. Know, maybe I'd imagine there's at least. Well, I suppose it's a hundred. I didn't actually expect a hundred. Go on, put a number on it, then. Random number. What's the point? Uh, Dean's been in touch. I live in the same town as the former uh, BBC Children's TV personality, Dave Benson Phillips. One day I had nothing to do, so tweeted him to see if he fancied a ploughman's at the cricketers. My treat, of course, never heard back. He seems to be a man in demand. It's obviously something about his on-screen persona, because we heard earlier on that a bunch of lads who get together every Christmas, often invite him to their do, even though <laughs> they don't good. know him. He sounds like the sort of bloke you want to spend time uh, with. Well, he probably is. I don't yeah. really know his work. He's a vegan, you know, he plays the violin. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> Unlikely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, the transfer deadline window closing next Monday and TalkSport win is celebrating with double free entries on all competitions until Monday next week. This week we're giving away amazing prizes including tickets to the Six Nations, FA Cup final tickets, an Xbox bundle and much more Andy. Yes and if you enter before next Monday you'll get double free entries, that's double chances to win. Make sure you head over to TalkSport.com forward slash win and enter today. 18 plus terms and conditions and competition rules apply. Good stuff, Paul Hawksby and um, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Uh, uh, who's been in touch? Lee's been in touch. No, Les, sorry, Bristol City fan. Funny you should say that I'm a non-violin playing vegan. I've only been vegan since February 2020, however. I couldn't play the violin before that either. There we are. <laughs> it's a Tommy Cooper. Yeah, top work. Well, I'll still be able to play the violin. Well, that's good. Yeah, you get the idea with that. So, uh, we move on. This is a nice story. Sabutio uh, mm. Base, the popular football... I mean, you know what Sabutio is. Why am I telling you that? Mm. Um, where, have you, where have you been? Why would you be listening to talk sport? But um, Jerry Harrington has set up the Haverhill in Suffolk, the Haverhill Rovers... Table Football and Subutio Club, and it was a kind of, mm. it was a distraction during um, COVID, which has kind of turned into something much bigger. He joins us now. Jerry, good afternoon. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, so this is lovely. This is this was a kind of bonding thing for you and, and your son, and it's turned into you now running an internationally recognised Subutio Club. Yeah, I've got that in the world, I'll tell you. My missus looks at me in a totally different way now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, the bank balance doesn't match it. No. Um, well, it all started um, first first lockdown. My son bought a Sputio kit because I was always on about him about real football, not those buttons you keep hitting all the time. Uh, we started playing. My son and sort of law started playing. We went on, um, as you do on a, a social media, and found out there was like a, the English Sputio Association. Hmm. Contacted a guy called uh, Alan Lee. He's the um, vice chairman. And he, he was going around the country setting clubs up. And currently, we're at about between 26 and 30 clubs across the country. Right. You know, it's really taken off. In Europe, it was always there. It always stayed. There's a massive presence mm. of um, in on the continent. But um, we've really come on in the last 18 months. Uh, we, had, we had about 38 players there at the international tournament on last Saturday. And we'd have had more. We had people coming from Belgium, Italy, um, France, Spain, but unfortunately, what with COVID and all the stuff that goes with it, they just blew it out this time. But we have got a massive, massive tournament, which has been held in conjunction with our Australian partners, mm. a Northern and a Southern Hemisphere a joint venture held on the same day um, called Subutio Fest 22. Wow. So that's going to be absolutely massive, big tournament going, going on. Um, 
we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, and you've yeah. obviously kind of clearly really got into it from something that started, uh, say, just to, to use some time up during lockdown. So, I mean, when you when you set up the club, uh, how many people joined? How many people in the area wanted to come and play? Well, we 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 started with three of us, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you yeah. do. Uh, and I think we're up to about 15. We've got two new people tonight off the back of the um, the game on Saturday um, who are joining tonight. So we've got about 15 now. But one thing that's come across to me, so a lot of people I've talked to all over the country where, where I've been playing and that, it's the mental health aspect, mate. You, you know, you, you would not believe the amount of people that have found another lease of life, you know, joining guys who enjoy their football, um, you know, um, and like playing and, and chatting about it as well, you know. So it, it's really, you know, a lot of friendships have been uh, kicked yeah. off all over the country. Lovely. You That's know? good, isn't it? And the popularity of the game is enduring, isn't it? And for computer games come and go. And of course, they're massively popular, but people always yeah. love some beauty. And kids too. If you, it's, it's really interesting, that, isn't it? When they play, they, they enjoy it. Something tactile. Yeah. yeah. Your, uh, the poster <clears throat> for the tournament for Saturday <laughs> was great. You've got the Alliance Arena by the look of it in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that, we've got a guy called uh, Jason Mitchell, and he's amazing at doing stuff like that. You know, you look at it and think, I took it twice, but I thought, like, is this our club? <laughs> <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'll say this is this is the 75th year, the anniversary of when Sabutio was invented, 1947, by a fellow called Peter Adolf. So Mm. 75 years that's been going. Wow. Uh, The rules are slightly different. I read Mm -hmm. Uh, sports table football apparently is 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 kind of it's Sabutio, but not as we know it. So what? it's, it's like it's, it's just, to us. I always think of it as studio. It's just like things evolved o- over time, and the bases are, are a little bit more. They, they don't tend to well, no, it's a lot to do. Um, they, they're a little bit more complex. The bases, the players are the players are amazing. We get we get the you, they look like de- you get decals, and the, if you look behind the microscope, they've got advertising on the on on the shirts on the back, name on the back, the whole lot in that respect and that. Mm. But it's just you know the rules were kind of. They were a little bit ambiguous, the first rules uh, that came out, but in time, um, it's been set up in a way that there's no ambiguity to it. They're all pretty direct. You know, you know what's going on, basically. And England are trying to get the World mm-hmm. Cup, I understand. Ah, oh, you bought my thunder. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to guitar. This was an exclusive to you guys. Well, obviously, yeah, you, your producer, I told him how to find him and kill him now if he tells anyone before I say it. <laughs> uh, but joking aside... Uh, because of the um, how it's taken off and that uh, in the UK, um, normally the World Cups are held um, on the continent. And this year it's in Rome in September. There'll be 32 countries represented in an excess of 400 players. But buoyed by uh, how this has mushroomed so much and the, 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 uh, the, the coverage we've got from the media and, and everything, we, we feel confident now that we're going to go for England 2024. So, lads, you know, you've heard it before, you've heard it again. It's coming home. That will be great. It's coming it? home. It be. Andy, <laughs> we've, we've just been sent a load of old um, yeah. Scorchers and Roy the Rovers, and you found a feature oh, in an old Roy the Rovers about Sabutio. Yeah, it's a, a daily, yeah. uh, it's a weekly strip. It was on it obviously every week. Mike's Mini Men. And it's all about Sabutio. It's about these guys that play Sabutio. So, so there was a oh, Sabutio yeah. comic strip in Roy the Rovers yeah. back in the day. There was actually a, 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 yeah, a program. A, boy, a program called Playing for Rail, Real in mm. the late 70s, 80s, set in Scotland. Um, and that was like a, a, well, it was like a drama come little bit of comedy series. That was a late 
late 70s oh, that was. Okay. That was quite popular at the time. Fantastic. What's interesting about it, I mean, looking at quick look at Amazon Prime, and you can see that some of these cause teams that they like, for example, Real Madrid fourth edition. Yes. 33 quid for the team. I mean, they're going really? for big money. The Milan team, £110. Are these, mean, quite, these are quite rare collectible teams, are yeah, they? Those ones you're looking at um, are like the stuff from the 70s. Right. You know, um, they're like vintage now. I mean, I hope the wife ain't listening, but I started off with like one team last year. I've got about 55 now. Right. You know, but um, <laughs> yeah, they're hidden under the bed. You don't know they're there. Yeah. Um, have you seen that that, 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 can, that can be a bit of an obsession. A lot of people, they, they're collectors, they're players. That some people make replicas. A guy called uh, oh, Mr. Crampton, he's got a, a replica of uh, the Villa Stadium, absolute replica, replica of it with Sabutio teams playing on everything. Ridiculous. Wow, yeah. you know, the, uh, it's even got a Sabutio Rupert Bell he puts in the back. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He sits there <laughs> in his posho, he's in his sort of knackered barber that he wears for all the insulated game. Insulated thermal travel coffee mug. In it's a beauty one, yeah. all right. I'm going to get it for Christmas. Cheers, Jerry. <laughs> Lovely to talk to you. And uh, keep Before us... you go, lads, yes. very quickly, I've got a personal message for you from our uh, publicity and communication officer, Stuart Grant. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's tweeted you, but he's inviting you down to um, their club night. He's down in uh, Rayleigh. Um, he says he's tweeted or will be tweeting you in a couple of weeks. He said, Craft beer and Sabirio, what more could you ask? Boy, that sounds like fun. I could be tempted. There yeah. you go, mate. Nice one. There you go. All the best. Thanks very much. Pleasure talking to you. There we are. There's uh, Jerry Harrington there, the Haverhill Sabutio Club man. It's a nice story, isn't it? Yeah. It's, that's in Essex, isn't it, Rayleigh? In Essex. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Bit too far for you, Andy. A little bit far. A little bit far for you. Far. I mean, uh, you know, basically, if it was opposite his house in Chiswick, he'd go. <laughs> yeah, Beyond no, that, we were pushing our luck. Yeah, I think really. the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Um, we mentioned earlier on that Gareth Southgate was having a quiet meal and mm. was approached by someone who said, um, "There's a wedding party going on downstairs. Would you mind uh, coming down and singing Sweet Caroline?" And he said. No, thanks. <laughs> Apparently mind. the person wasn't particularly happy about it. Um, so I'd say that is uh, taking the mickey slightly. I would call that uh, being un- making unreasonable demands of the stars. Yeah. And you've been telling us some uh, other things in, a, in line with that. Gordon in Falkirk says, I once sent an email to Chaz and Dave uh, mm. asking if they'd play my 40th birthday party. I hadn't heard the... From hadn't heard about them for a while and thought they might be glad of the work. <laughs> I received a polite reply from their management apologising, saying Chas and Dave couldn't make it that night as they were playing the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, okay. fantastic. <laughs> they were always busy. Oh, always yeah, busy. Fantastic. Um, and uh, another one of these here. Um, asking too much of a famous person. On a visit to Wembley to watch England, my mate spotted Ray Clements as a Spurs fan. He approached Ray and uh, ripped open his shirt and said... Go on, Ray, sign here, sign on my heart. Uh, Clem looked down at what his mate had thrust in his hand and said, it's a pencil, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, Herbie sent us that one. Thank you very much. Did you see Peter Wright, the darts player? Uh, his, his daughter got married. Yeah, he was talking about that after he won the yeah. World Championship. Yeah. And he decided not to have his hair done because he didn't want to overshadow her. Uh, the big day, but he did have the World Cup trophy on the top table. Yes, he did. Well, he said he said it was going to be pride of place uh, yeah. at the World Championship trophy at a wedding. So he did well, he did hint enough, at really. that. But he's, yeah, it take longer to do his hair than it would have hers. I would imagine, wouldn't it? Been there for hours. You've noted in the past that Boris Johnson, Prime Minister, when he goes for a run, yeah. he does wear some odd. Well, it's, a, it, it's obviously this kind yeah. of. He does it on purpose because it will be much easier just to put on a pair of 
black running shorts and a t-shirt but yeah. rather than a crag hoppers fleece and some bermuda shorts <laughs> and grey grey school socks and a pair of knackered old trainers it's <laughs> so carefully cultivated yeah. that it must take him ages I, I just to think he out. basically he gets out of the car he runs about 50 yards around the corner and then he he gets back in. He again, doesn't yeah. look like the sort of person that goes for a run every day. Well, I mean, it could be incredibly fit. We just don't realise <laughs> it. Yeah, let's be honest. But he does seem to run a yeah. lot, doesn't he? Well, he does. He, he cycles he a lot. Bit, we used to. Bit of, bit of running. And, uh, and uh, bloke texts the star this morning with it. See, people do write in about the oddest thing. He says, "I went to Lanzarote for some winter sun. It was cloudy every single day. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> really." <laughs> News in Ali McCoy said on breakfast today that he took his Golden Boot Awards to the last wedding he attended. Oh, did he? Yeah, very nice. <laughs> Put them on the top table. Bit of an odd thing. So perhaps he was asked. To, yeah. I yeah, I mean, probably was. It probably was, yeah, yeah. Did he just brought it along? No, while we I'll just put those here. <laughs> No, uh, anyway, no idea. Um, yeah. do you have anything else for us, or are you just about done? Well, I did. I did quite like this quote about the. Shall I, I'm sure I can. It's a bit rude, actually. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I, if, if if you're doubting no, no, yourself, just, knowing your filter, <laughs> I think we best rude. leave it. Oh, we'll yeah, no, I did like this person. Oh, okay. Who, who basically was upset about the <laughs> the Adele concert and said she tweeted, "I travelled 16 hours from Australia to be." Anything. Are you serious? I wouldn't go 16 minutes. Yeah, but 16 hours. <laughs> I wouldn't go 16 minutes. Well, I mean, you're not a fan, are you, Andy? I not mean, particularly, you know, but I mean, even if I was a huge fan, I don't think I'd fly from what? Australia. I think I might wait for her is it, to come to Australia. Is there anybody or any artist that you would travel 16 hours for? I'm going to uh, see, what's his name, Jose, Jose Feliciano yeah. in uh Bex Hill. Well, that shouldn't take 16 hours. <laughs> that should go do a couple of circuits of the M25. <laughs> Fantastic. It take yeah. the same amount of time to get there. It might do. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show, uh, which we try and get Frank Rankmore on, you think? <laughs> <laughs> he come on. We might but do. More, but I suppose he didn't ring in. Normally, if we talk about a player like that, they sort of ring up and say, Yeah, stop taking the in. mickey out of my name. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, uh, that's it. Uh, we're, I'm back tomorrow with Charlie Andy. We'll be here for the birthday spread. Do hope you can join us from one. If not, podcasts will be available at around four o'clock. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 